0: Hello and welcome everyone. I am Dr. David Hopkins. I'm a humanities professor, and I am so excited that you are checking out my intellectual freedom course. This course is a long time coming, in all honesty. This undertaking is a culmination for me of 20 plus years of teaching in the humanities. But It isn't just the idea of taking so many years of studying the humanities and putting uh, it out there for general consumption that drives me to launch this course. Since I have advanced well past halfway mark in my life and the longer I live and the closer I get to that, oh, sadly, inevitable end, the more fascinated I have become in studying, analyzing, and thinking about wisdom texts. So you might be thinking, what in the world is a wisdom text? Well, put very simply, it's just a genre of literature which offers teachings about morals and ethics, the metaphysical, divinity, virtue. These are big, grand huge, almost unsolvable mysteries. And and I think that's what fascinates me the most. Uh, Many times the wisdom genre relies on the oral storytelling traditions of ancient tribes and civilizations that ultimately got recorded and disseminated once we actually, as human beings, developed this thing called writing. So uh, it's just, And envisioning, for me, envisioning this course, I wanted to cast the net very far and very wide and go big on the concepts that that we're going to touch on in this class. And, And in this course, I'm very excited to say that we will be reading from an insanely diverse set of texts from every period, culture, and tradition of ethical inquiry and in fact in this course i'm literally i'm literally going to be reading right along with you studying analyzing and learning from the texts just at the very same time that you're reading them in building a course like this one uh, with the goals being so big and so broad and so bold it was kind of this that old saying of go big or go home uh, the ultimate aim of this course is to give you the skills that you need to make insightful, ethical decisions, gain wisdom in overcoming just troubling times. And I dare even say help you figure out what the very meaning of life is. I want to give you very practical things that you can apply to your life today. Now, that goes far beyond anything I could ever dream of teaching in my traditional college classrooms in a semester. The longer I'm in the system of higher education, the more, uh, admittedly, I'm disenchanted. Or maybe a better word is restricted uh, in the college classroom. I'm restricted by the time, the space, uh, curriculum structures that I have to meet. So this course gives me true academic freedom Uh, the intellectual freedom, there's a pun intended for you, to go way broader than the basics I could ever dream of covering in class. In this course, we're going to sample writings from proverbs and folktales and scriptures and letters and historical documents and sophisticated philosophical texts and, dare I say, even some some fictional works. I mean together you and I we're going to analyze human achievement and failure. Uh, also we'll look at at our deep-seated lessons about life and death in the hopes that we learn to live the life that we have to its fullest. or even how can we apply deeply insightful tests, Text to just living our daily life in this crazy postmodern world that we find ourselves. Or how about being able to fluently answer the question, what is happiness? How do we find happiness? Or that age-old question, how do we find the meaning of life? These are huge, sophisticated, nuanced questions that every responsible person should take time to push into a little bit. All of our studies uh, will be properly placed within the author's views and the historical context in which they emerged. As you know, in our modern world, we we are way too quick to simply judge everything from the lens of our modern worldview. It's it's an absurdly egocentric way to look at things and uh, to, to have expected someone, let's say, who lived in the 1400s, to have the same view on racial equality or women's rights as, as we have today, any more than it would be valid to judge your current value system based on where you were at when you were 21 years or old or heck even 10 years old and in 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 elementary school. Uh, I changed over time. You change over time, just as cultures change over time. And so thus we're 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 really gonna analyze everything within their proper contents, and then we're going to make the bold jump into practical applications in our world today. I want us to be incredibly focused, even obsessive about asking the question, so what? What is the meaning? And how can I apply that the lessons to my life today? Theory without action is nothing more than fun studies. But when you take on this course and the content within it, you're going to have the opportunity to force yourself, to challenge yourself, to find real world relevance. I mean, reading is good and fun and it's valuable, but, but let's take these thought leaders, these geniuses, these, these powerful figures and concepts and use them as tools to improve our own lives. Then and only then will you maximize the value of this course. Don't worry if it's all sounding far too daunting and academic right now. It won't be. Uh, Let me take a minute just to explain to you the learning process for this course, just step by step. So step number one, uh, we're going to take on a book. And so you should buy this book if you can. Uh, If you can't buy it, I put hyperlinks down below where you see this podcast. Um, and I do my very best to find open source examples, but I think your life will be way easier and better if you buy the book readings and ethics, moral wisdom past and present. There's another post that shows a copy of the book and the ISBN and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is our first book of study. Uh, this textbook, uh, you can buy it used, you can buy it new. I think, you know, wh- wherever you want to get it. Uh, this textbook, it's, it's a lot of times a used in say a moral philosophy course, or maybe even a class to introduce undergraduate students to the humanities, which I teach all the time. Uh, it's, it's loaded with amazing content. I haven't actually ever read this book till i started this class though. So I'm, and, and I, I did a a pretty uh, thorough review of it and it's an amazing book. Uh, but it's nice. It's easy to follow. The chapters are short. Uh, the readings aren't going to be overwhelming for you. Uh, I would even go so far as to say a sharp and focused high school junior or senior can handle this course uh, without without problem. So step number two, after you get the book, we read and we study only one chapter per week. If you want to go faster, hey, knock yourself out. You're going to see that the chapters are usually only, oh including the introductory material along with the text, you know, 15, 35 pages per chapter. So it's, it's not like you're going to have hundreds of pages to read at, at one given time. We're going to go really slow and really detailed with it. Um, and another reason I love this anthology is it takes some very long and cumbersome text that sometimes might be three or 400 page long pages long, and it breaks it down to core fundamental main points. And so you're going to get the headline news from these amazing books, and it's just going to break it down for you so simple. So, like I said, each chapter about 15 to 30 pages long, uh, so that we can get the main ideas, facts, quick, and in a hard hitting format. Uh, and then besides this this podcast that you're listening to today, which is nothing more than a simple introduction, uh, you know, I, I do recommend that you listen to the podcast. After you read each lesson, not before it. Uh, don't let my analysis impact your personal understanding. I don't want you to think like I think. I want you to think like you think, and I want you to develop those thinking skills. And so, I do recommend before you even hear the podcast, read the read the chapter. Totally up to you, though. Uh, and then you use the lecture podcast to enhance and expand your views, not to not to form it for you. So it's all about you. It's not about me. So, and then this fourth step. You're given with every single reading a set of reflective questions for you to answer. See, there's something very profound that happens when you read, you reflect, you analyze, you think, and then articulate and communicate. Your analysis and your assertions and your opinions and your ideas, and you take those ideas from your brain, which which uh, the human brain will think over seventy thousand thoughts a day. It's just a stunning amount, and and then you take it and you form them out in writing. It just solidifies them in your mind, and it's an ultimate form of intellectual growth. And many have a Many of you may be hearing this, and you haven't done that, like. Oh, forever since high school, or maybe college graduation, uh, or maybe you're a college student or high school student. You're used to it, but there's many people hearing this right now that haven't haven't done much writing uh, in a very long time, and uh, on a topics like these, and and it's a great chance for you to get back into it. Uh, this is where you're going to make the real world practical application statements to alter and change your life. This is powerful. This is transformational. Writing, like I always tell my students, is something, I I don't want to be over the top, but it's almost mystical. You take those thoughts, those ideas, and those concepts inside your brain. You wrestle them down into the right words on a paper, or in this case, on a screen. And that abstract becomes concrete. The foggy becomes clear. And the world of undefinable is then defined by you. Reading and writing, wow. The two most intellectual pursuits you can ever undertake. They work hand in hand. If society would be so militantly focused on reading and writing... Instead of chasing pieces of paper known as degrees or diplomas, I believe we'd be far, far more advanced as a civilization than we are. So this course is about reading, writing, thinking, and applying. Step number five. For me, this final step is the most interesting. And I designed this course intentionally this way. You don't have to feel any stress to keep up with me week after week. Every week I'm going to release information. That's great. And that's grand. And, and you can follow right along with me if you want. Uh, but for every single module, knowing that I'm only taking snippets and this, this book is only is kind of condensing down grand big works and boiling them down to the essential main points, I wanted to provide an off ramp for you to be able to go deeper. So let's say we begin studying Aristotle and some passages from Nicomachean Ethics and it resonates with you. And you want more than the headline ideas because in our course and in that book, it only summarizes down, say, 10 pages of a book that's over 150-some pages long. Well, you're going to be able to dive off and say, wow, I want to read this whole darn book. You're going to be able to go to the additional resources and you can see them and you can read about Aristotle's history and you can discover he actually was the tutor of Alexander the Great, who in his 20s conquered most of the known world. And you can go deeper and deeper. I, I give you quality, vetted resources to learn more. Or heck, maybe you have even are inspired and you want to read the entire book, Nicomachean Ethics by Aristotle. Whatever, whatever you want to do, uh, even... You, you can always veer from the paths, but you know even when you veer from the curriculum for a while to read more on one, one work or an author or some idea, you can always jump right back on with me whenever you want. The course doesn't end. It's never uh, stopped in, for any reason whatsoever. As learning, at the end of the day, that never ends. And so this course will guide you. It will help you. It will assist you as you always have access to high quality vetted resources, you can ask me direct questions. That's why I love Substack so much. Uh, you can post in the forums, you can even respond to me personally, uh, even if it goes beyond a given lecture, podcast or text textbook reading. What I'm saying with this final step is that within a directed course of study, which this is, You have freedom to self-study as much or as little as you want. And then we rinse, repeat these steps over and over and over again. We'll finish up this book, we'll choose another one. One thing I always encourage my students in the classroom is to challenge everything. I, I literally mean everything. Look, we today live in a incredibly complex and often crazy world. There are forces at play all around us, trying to hold us back, put us into a nice, clean little box, or maybe just wander through life aimlessly distracted by things, titles, accolades, and and whatever else can distract us from a primary goal, which we should all have, which is to reach our highest level of personal fulfillment. I don't mean happiness. Happiness. Happiness is a base emotion. It'll change on a dime. Heck, I can wake up happy and in the morning and then head out to, to Tampa traffic and it takes me 45 minutes to drive 12 miles to campus and I'm angry and stressed. My happiness is an ever-changing feeling, an emotion. It lacks concrete permanency. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about going deeper. But for now, back to the challenge, but but, but back to challenging Everything we simply cannot afford any longer as a country, a culture, a world, a global civilization if we want to go huge to simply accept what is laid out before us by those that have the power and the means and sometimes the ill will to control us. As sadly, they're all as sadly, they're always there will always be forces that don't have your or my best interest at heart, but on a personal level. You need to challenge your biases, challenge your assumptions, challenge preconceived notions of other people or other cultures, and do some uncomfortable inner exploration. What are you doing or have you done that has been unwise? And did you learn from it? Or did you just shrug off the shoulder and say, oh, well, and kept on meandering through life? You simply cannot and will not grow if you refuse to look at those demons, at those things in your life holding you back. Wisdom texts can be an anecdote to that problem. Or at least in the minimum, it can be a catalyst to pushing yourself to the next level. Whether that next level is intellectually, spiritually, or spur you to take on new life challenges or even break old habits, No matter what your age, no matter what your education level, or what you have done in your past, good or bad, you have more to achieve. But you need to build intellectual muscle to confront and challenge your inner self properly. Making excuses serves no purpose. Nor does acting like stupid politicians with their name-calling, dividing, yelling, screaming, or blaming. That's for losers. I mean, challenging yourself to grow. To grow intellectual strength. Because as your mind goes, so goes your life. This should be important to you. Your mind and body, they're inseparable. And they always will be. Get your mind right, get your life right, as the old saying goes. And and you're going to manifest what you think. So, if you've already signed up, that is awesome. I can't wait to learn with you and from you on this journey. And if you're just kicking the tires listening to this, give it a shot. I mean, really, it's free. I can't set the price any lower than free. as this is something I want as many people as possible to come on this journey. So many people trying to sell you products and stuff right now. I'm not trying to do that. I just want you to... Give you an opportunity to go deep into this genre of literature that not enough people look at, not enough people study it. It can be a life changing, life affirming moment for you. Oh, and by the way, if you don't like it, there's no harm, there's no foul. You can quit anytime. And if you don't like it, just unsubscribe to the Substack newsletter. It's that easy. This is no joke, it's no BS. I'm studying and I'm reading this very text right along with you. I'm creating this stuff on the fly week by week with you. Um, I need to continue to push myself deeper, just as you do. So I hope you will join the community. Um, it will. I give it a shot anyway. And and thanks for listening. And I hope to see you on uh, on the other side. You know, as we, as we get going here, we're going to go all the way back to ancient Babylon around 1900 B.C. And we're going to study this guy called King Hammurabi and some of the very first laws that were ever cre- crafted by human beings. It's a fascinating aspect of society. It's a fascinating guy to look at first. Uh, We'll see the culture and the implications of the code of Hammurabi. And we'll compare Hammurabi and the Babylonians to the early Israelites and their concept of law and justice in the Torah. uh, Because it teaches us so much about how we in our modern world view laws and ethics and moral behavior it's all it's all fun stuff so i look forward to engaging with you and by all means ask me any questions you may have as we get going in the next lesson as we take on chapter number one in in that book that i mentioned and by the way you can get that book go to the the front page of this Substack. you're going to see that book up there at the top uh, so thanks again and hope to see you in the next lesson